0: Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Red Pill Your HealthCast. My name is Dr. Charlie Fagenholtz, and I'm here with Lauren Johnson, nurse practitioner, the best type of nurse practitioner, the one who really gets it. And so we talk about things that a lot of people don't want to talk about, but it needs to be talked about. So we have a really good episode this week uh, and we are going to be talking about chemtrails and A lot of you are wondering what they are. Many of you know what they are. And so we thought that we would shed some light on this topic. Now, before we get started, the one thing that we really want you guys to understand is any type of um, strategy that's introduced from the government that quote unquote improves society needs to be questioned. The reason why it needs to be questioned is because the question is, at what cost to our health? What do I mean by that? Well, we started off this whole podcast series talking about vaccines. The government would think that that improves society. We have a different question on at what cost to our health. We talked about EMF last week. We have not, well, we kind of touched on electric cars, but it's similar. It's better for the environment, they say. However, it's like riding a microwave on wheels. At what cost to our health do these things, um, are, are, are about these things. So. One other one that we, we will talk about in the future is plant-based burgers. Ooh. You know, pay, yeah. take a look at the ingredients on that, that they're trying to stop you from eating beef and meat. Basically anything that Bill Gates talks about, you should run the other way. Yep. This is what brings us to Chemtrails. So Chemtrails is also known as geoengineering. This is one of their solutions to global warming or try to combat global warming. So we're going to start with that. Lauren, let's start with talking about chemtrails. Uh, You did a lot of good engineering, a lot of good um, research on it recently. And let's talk about what you kind of started finding and we'll go from there and just let us kind of talk about it.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I've, a lot of good information and i'll put the link in um, the show notes is is from a website called geoengineeringwatch.org and it's from a documentary called the deming i first heard dr klinghart mention the deming and i was like oh that's interesting and didn't think it was about kim charles but wasn't really sure what it was about and i eventually um have sat down to to watch it and it's absolutely fascinating with like g- like generals in the military providing proof and evidence, um, how his work with NOAA, the, I think it's like a weather organization that they have proven, um, that these things exist. And so, but we also need to think about, um, the history of it. Okay. Cause they actually, the reason this whole thing started, it started with cloud seeding and there are patents that go back to 1947 that um, that prove that these were that they had these ideas back then. I don't know I don't see any proof. I couldn't find um, in the research that I did, I couldn't find any proof until 1966 um, and that was in Project Popeye or Operation Popeye in Vietnam. And that mm. is where the, and this is from the state the office of the historian Foreign Service Institute of the part of the State Department from my understanding, and they are, they have on their website, it says Project Popeye approved in October, 1966, more than 50 cloud seeding experiments were done. And this, what they did it to affect the rainfall in the Vietnam war to try to get it to their advantage. And they found that it was really effective, but it also was not controllable in the sense that they couldn't make it stop unless they just stopped the cloud seeding. And so they like, I do think that they're, and then, then, so that was when they used sulfur dioxide, they used silver at some point so they've been they've been using different things so it's not just like that the, the idea of doing this it's what the what the particulates that are being used so um this documentary the dimming the guy behind it is into renewable energy and he found that his solar uptake uh, mechanisms were not working and he was like i wonder why so we started researching it and that has led to this entire um, documentary and research and organization that is focused on, uh, bringing this stuff to light. He has worked with m- like major people to bring out, to bring up this information. Um, and basically it all, ca- it, it all started I I think it, consistently started in the sixties, um, but has grown a lot more frequent recently. We're seeing a lot more and more of it, but you know why now? So they initially said it was to change the weather to help with farming or to help with the war or to help with different things. Well, now they're reframing it to say it's helping with global warming because we're going to reflect the sun. And so Mm -hmm. even on the BBC and I listened to something from the BBC 10 years ago that said, this is gonna help global warming. This is gonna help climate change. This this cloud seeding, this geoengineering. If you wanna research it, look up geoengineering, look up uh, stratospheric aerosol injection um, or climate engineering. And that is all, uh, you'll find this stuff there. Don't look on Google, you may not find it there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, one thing that we should note too is uh, some people are like, okay, this all sounds fascinating. Uh, how, do, how do I see this? And what these chemtrails are is when you look up into the sky and everyone has looked at the jet planes flying and you see the little trail behind them. Uh, and it looks so beautiful and it looks so cool in the sunset. And then our skies turn into a whole board of tic-tac-toe crisscross of these things that look like clouds, but you know they're not because they're falling towards the sky and they're dispersing. So that's what chemtrails are. They're sprayed from planes. And sometimes you'll see uh, what they're called contrails, which is just a condensation change behind a jet plane. However, if you see them spraying and it turns into clouds that look like tic-tac-toe boards falling towards you, that is a chemtrail. And the issue is, as Lauren just said, they're trying to essentially block the sun. They're trying to reduce global warming, essentially. And what they're using in those is the issue. So yeah. Lauren, you talked to me uh before we started this about them f- uh flying behind these planes and collecting samples. And what did they find in those samples?
1: Yeah, so um this this um, this man who started the who did the who did the dimming who um and I'll put the link in the by in the show notes, um he worked with a, an organization, I think it was NOAA. Um, and had a plane that would go behind and went behind a few flights of these, 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 um, geoengineering flights. And, um, they collected samples from the particulate matter from the air. Um, and, um, and if you want to hear this from him himself, from himself, cause I'm sure I'm not relaying everything perfectly. Um, I again, watch the documentary it's two hours long, but it's good. Um, and they found aluminum, they, found barium they found strontium they found it in in like a lot of places in california and oregon and michigan hawaii australia but it's every it's everywhere it's in, it's there is no like one place that is not exposed to this because it's so it's all over um at yeah. this point and so um they found um this is from a united states patent in 1991 that said it's aluminum oxide is one metal oxide suitable for the purpose and which is relatively inexpensive that is from the patent under stratospheric wells bosch seeding for reduction of global warming Mm. um so like you can see they're using metals to help with global warming but in actuality one of the things that has happened is that it has actually decreased the ozone ozone layer, and um, we're getting UVC rays now on Earth where we didn't used to, and that is because the ozone layer is actually you know for the, what they're saying it is decreasing, and I would say that they started this to have more control to be able to help with different things, and they actually are the contributors of what people might say is climate change. I'm not sure that I want to go that far and be like I'm not super like. For climate change in the general sense, I don't think I do think there are seasons, but I do think these um, this geoengineering has vastly affected our environment.
0: Yes, and so um, I'm going to talk a little bit about what I've seen clinically with this yeah. stuff. And so, whenever you look up into the sky, and and I'm going to uh, teach you guys how to think a little bit. When you look up into the sky and you see these chemtrails, these clouds of just crisscross patterns, you know, they're not real clouds. You can expect in the next 72 hours for people to start coughing, to start having allergies, mm-hmm. and even to start getting flus. Because remember, uh, off of terrain theory, when you change the terrain of the body, viruses become very active. Yeah. And so, in my experience, when I, especially when I was in California, uh, cause they spray over there. Like there's no tomorrow, especially Palm Springs, Palm Springs, you got to Palm Springs and you're like, wow, it's so look at how the, the sun reflects on these clouds, but they're really chemtrails. And then what does everyone have in Palm Springs, Alzheimer's everyone's old and has Alzheimer's. And so, um, what I would find was people would come in my office. They have a little tickle in their throat all the way to full on flu. And I would find in my muscle testing an inhaled allergy and or ingested allergy, And what does that mean? That means that you're breathing in something that your body is determining is an allergy or you're eating something or drinking something that has an allergy. So what was happening was these people would breathe in these chemtrails in the first, you know, takes about 72 hours before it all falls to the ground. Essentially, that was kind of what I determined in practice. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would find barium and aluminum mostly. Now, aluminum, if you've listened to our vaccine talks, we talk about it being uh, people estimated 80 times more toxic to nervous tissue than mercury. Um, and then I don't, I don't want to have to talk more about that because we talk so much about aluminum. Barium is what you use for x-ray studies because it, it takes in radiation. It takes in x-rays. Um, that's why people do barium swallows. And so what happens is now you are becoming an antenna for all the EMFs around you, mm-hmm. as we talked about last week. You are also, um, when you increase your radiation, you increase your fungus uh, levels and your yeast levels, which are natural chelators. So now you're pulling in more metals. It is a vicious circle. Um, And so what I was finding was that mostly it's like this chronic cough or this allergy type, more so than flus, but I wouldn't rule it out. So next time you see this in your area, start paying attention to how you feel in the first three days. Start listening to people around you, whether you're grocery shopping, whether it's people in your household, see who gets this little cough, see who gets, oh man, my allergies are really flared up this week. I wonder if it's the ragweeds, you know, that, that everyone's going to uh, try to find what it's caused, but it's really coming from what they're spraying on us. And yeah. so it, it it's a pretty big deal. And uh, that's why we're talking about this week.
1: Yeah. And you know, uh, one thing, uh, did you mention Alzheimer's? Yeah. Yeah, so Alzheimer's is a, is a big impact here. I want to just make sure we say this. even as like this was two weeks ago, the uh, this is from CNBC, the White House um, announced that they were pushing ahead to research to, to cool the earth by reflecting back sunlight. And so you are going to be seeing more and more of this. Yeah. You are going to be seeing them say, well, it's a good thing. It's for the planet. And I And, I, and I'm not saying we shouldn't protect our planet. I am just saying this is going to come at a cost to our health
0: yes um
1: and it says the research plan will assess climate interventions including spraying aerosols into the stratosphere to reflect sunlight back into space and should include goals to res- for research what's necessary to analyze the atmosphere um uh, let's see um i think there was a quote some of the techniques such as spraying sulfur dioxide in the atmosphere are known to have harmful effects on environment and human health um and so we are going to be seeing more and more of this. And we are, and that's why we see, we are seeing more of it now today than we did, you know, 20 years ago or 30 years ago.
0: Yep. And, and so, um, also, this is one thing where we have to control our controllables. Yep. We can't um, get so stressed out because we can't change our government. They're going to keep doing this. So we have to put action steps in place. It's
1: well, government, too. It's not it's, our, yeah,
0: it's not, it's not our. it's across <laughs> the world. This is everybody. And so um, we wrote down some things that we would suggest uh, whenever you see this stuff going on. These are some of the stuff also that I would use uh, clinically. And I still use clinically whenever I see this. Like a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, um, I was walking my dog in the morning in Tennessee. And I look up and there's chemtrails everywhere. And I made a, a fa- uh, Facebook, geez, I can't stand Facebook, um, Instagram, which I also can't stand, but still use it. Um, I made a story that said, "Uh, if you see, look up in the sky. If you see this, uh, check yourself in the next three days." And I had so many people sending me DMs saying, "I have this cough, my allergies flared up, my kids are homesick from school, all this type of stuff." So, um, it's more of bringing this to your awareness, and so now we can give you some tools to kind of help combat that. So that's where I'll start. My number one. Uh, from whenever you see this is carbonized bamboo root, it's called Takasumi Supreme. And I like it because one, it's safe for everybody, safe for kids, safe for pregnancy, safe for breastfeeding. And it's just from Japan. Um, that's where it was discovered, at least was um, a carbonized bamboo root. So some people are going to say, well, that's kind of like charcoal. But it's not like charcoal, charcoal is going to be I would use more charcoal. I don't really use a ton of it, but if I did, it would be more of like a food poisoning right there, right then, to help bind up stuff in the GI tract. Takasumi helps more absorb what you're breathing in from the environment. It does more lung-associated things. So that is my number one. Um, and Lauren- for
1: that, we're like when you're talking about using this stuff with kids and adults, like you don't start anything quickly. And like I'm, I mean, there are times where I've started something with my daughter where I just sprinkle a little bit of the capsule. Into yep. something or like into some applesauce or a smoothie. I don't, and of course this is not medical advice. Please check with your provider and please do your own research. But you know, <laughs> at the same time, like really, this is meant to be just like a little bit. You don't want to. You don't want your kids detoxing like crazy, and you don't yeah. want to filter in that either.
0: And, and so the thing, there's TalkSoomi to comes in two. It comes in capsule and powder form. So like like Lauren said, just take a sprinkle take a, an eighth of a capful or an eighth of a scoop and throw it in a smoothie yeah. um you know especially for our young ones
1: yeah and dr klinghart uses chlorella um as yep. as and then he also uses cilantro um, and so what else do you use besides the Toxumi?
0: So, so Toxumi is my number one. Um, I like Revita immune armor. You've heard me talk about it so much because it does so many things, but it, cause it really for this, it has thymus and spleen tissue. And when I was finding these people would have this cough that can last months, it's always comes down to the thymus and spleen being weak. Yeah. And, and that can be the weak chi from Chinese medicine, all that type of stuff. So I use immune armor. And then, if it ever turned into more of like a uh, not full-blown pneumonia, but some type of infection because of it changed the terrain, I found that oregano, garlic, or grapefruit seed extract were the top three that helped with chemtrail toxicity specifically.
1: Okay. Okay. So, and then one other thing I'll add is ionic foot baths. Um, mm. Those can be extremely helpful um, for multiple things, these detox metals. Um, and so that could be one other thing. Um, you know, I think it's important that we just reiterate the control, the controllables. Like we can't, we, you, I, I'm, I'm still going to go outside with my kids. I took a picture the other day and put it up on Instagram and, and they're, and they're like, I had a couple of people ask if I was scared to go outside when I see those. And I said, no, I right. I, I, I can't, you know, I I do think using like maybe some x nasal spray, which has a great fruit seed extract in it. Um, and, and maybe, and they have a kid's version too, um, when you get home, if you see it for sure. Um, but like, you know, I do think, honestly, I think most people need to be, have some type of binder on board at some point, um, because it is we are exposed to so many chemicals and I would just, I just rotate different things based off, like, for instance, I'm traveling on set on Sunday, I'm going to take Binder, um And so, you know, that is something that like, I rotate different based off what my needs. And yep. so um I'm not saying you should do that. And definitely, you know, when, with pregnancy or breastfeeding, that's something that you really have to be extra cautious. And there's only certain things that are okay. um But I do think it's important that we understand that like we are going to have to be proactive about these things, but you shouldn't be scared to live your life.
0: Yes. And I'm so happy you said that because you can either live in frequency of love or frequency of fear Mm -hmm. and fear will get you nowhere. Yeah. And so control the controllables. Uh, We provided some things that we would do for us and our loved ones, you know, take from it what you will. Uh, But we, we wanted to talk about this this week because um, you're, you, you're starting to see it all over the place. It's only going to increase. And if you're going to take anything away from this, what we started off by saying was whenever the government or health organizations claim to try to do something to improve your health and society, we want you to question at what yep. cost to our health is that really um, affecting. And so um, if we can teach the government you guys does how
1: anything, to- they just tend to muck it up. Like, sure. you know, like and I'm not like going super like political here, but like at the same time, like, you know, that like each you health cannot be like this copy and paste, like it's good for everybody thing. And they want it to be, they want it to be, we're all the, the same body. And it's like, we're not, we're all different and we're all beautiful and bio-individual and that's okay. Yep. Um, and so it's just that they, but I do think it's interesting that now they are, ter- are spinning it because they are the ones that I think contributed to some of the, the ozone decrease and they're spinning it to say it's actually for climate change, um, yeah. which is just- That
0: is that is it in a nutshell, folks. So again, um, if we can teach you just how to question, we've done our job. Yep, yep. And, and I know that not a lot of people- uh, not everybody thinks like us and you might be quote unquote, the, the conspiracy theorist of the family, but remember the difference between truth and conspiracy theories is about six months. <laughs> and,
1: so, and that has become more and more evident after the Oh,
0: hundred percent, hundred percent. So before we jump off Lauren, we always end off by reading that nice little quote.
1: It is, this is not, this is not meant to be medical advice this is meant to be educational. Please consult with your hopeful root cause practitioner before changing anything.
0: That's right. And, um, we will see you next week. Is there anything else that you want to add Lauren? I, I think we covered it pretty well.
1: Yeah, I think we did good. Um, you know, I guess it's, we have a few more minutes. Let's just mention the whole RSV thing. Do you mind Perfect. if we go over that for a second? So go at it. Go at it. I did, I did an RSV post last night and there is, there are, it's just, it's increasing in a uh, rate and, uh, and there's a lot of sick kids. Um, and I will tell you, I worked for years at the children's hospital. There's sick kids and sick babies every single year with RSV. I mean, the only year that there wasn't was 2020 when like no one was doing well when many people weren't doing anything I was, um, but and like, and people were still scared to, they were wearing masks everywhere, you know. And so that was like one weird year. But typically, there's been RSV every other year. But because of that time when there was so much separation, um, there is some immune derangement. Well, apparently, Pfizer came out with this new, or the, there was a, a, a link, and the Pfizer clinical trial and Moderna that showed that there was an increase in RSV um, due to it. And I don't know, that might be that might be the case. I tend to think it's overall immune derangement that we've been seeing from everything, from the stress of the mom when they're pregnant and the nervous system being so stressed out by everything and then that, you know, but also like, um, you know, all the exposures. But I, think, I tend to think it's just, it's everything combined, not just that it's that one thing that has caused more RSV. What are your thoughts?
0: I 100% agree with you, I think. Um, everything is multifactorial. Uh, I think we're quick to blame uh, one thing all the time. And I, I, I see where people are coming from. Yeah, but it's really, it's the amount of toxins in your fish tank. It's not just usually one thing. And so uh, instead of blaming just one thing, let's look at the whole picture. Let's look at how sick um, our society is from a standpoint of there's so many toxins in our environment. Um, and that's why we do this podcast, control the controllables, yep. um, live out of love. Don't live out of fear. RSV is harmless. It is harmless. It is similar to when we were talking about the vaccines and I started getting on my soapbox about, are we still really vaccinating for the chicken pox? Like, come on people. Are we, are we like not seeing through the BS yet? Um, I think, uh, RSV to me is similar.
1: Well, and I, and there are some kids who do, like I've taken care of a lot of vented babies with, with RSV, but that again goes to the overall toxicity. Um, and so if we control the controllables and a lot of that I do, I think it has to do with how stressed out everybody is and baby can sense it. And that affects the immune system. The nervous system has a direct impact on the immune system. And so if that's why we don't want you to live in fear over these, over these, the geoengineering thing, we want you to be smart, you know, and be aware of it. But at the same time, like, know that like, you, you can only control what you can control. Um, and that, 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 know that there are things that you can do when it comes to RSV. Um, I included some things in my post, um, yesterday that I can link to in show notes, but then, um, I'm sure Dr. I'm sure Dr. Charlie has, um, more to say or more to offer there, but I will say you don't stress about it. You just say, yeah. I control the controllables. I do what I can. And then we go from there.
0: And so I just got back from Denver, I was teaching other doctors, uh, a technique called contact reflex analysis. And what I talked about this weekend specifically was autoimmune issues. And what I said to all the doctors was that the immune system follows your emotions. And so your immune system follows your stress patterns. And I, I like to use essential oils. Everyone always hears me talk about Vervita immune armor or immune harmony oil um, that is the oil that helps get out of overwhelm and fear. What does everyone live in? Overwhelm and fear. And so I'll use, whenever I have patients who have uh, RSV, I'll use a lot of that essential oil because not only does it have things in there that goes after viruses and helps the lymph and the immune system, but it really helps the emotions. And people uh, don't understand really how important our stress levels are for our immune system function.
1: Yeah, yeah, I use... um. I use oils almost every single day for my children, for myself. Um, And it's really just to pause, to take a deep breath. um, And it really does help to center you and balance and balance you out. Um, And there's, there are direct links between all of that and how that relates to your nervous system, how that relates to your immune system. So I think we did a great job covering a couple of different topics, but definitely wanted to cover, just mention that one little topic that I cannot mention on Instagram. Um, right.
0: We're in a bonus topic for you this week. So that's all. I
1: appreciate you coming along with that. And then, um, and then, you know, I just know that do not live in fear. These things do exist, but do not live in fear and just know that there are things that you can do to protect yourself.
0: That's right. We will see you all on the next one. All right. Bye guys.